Hello and welcome to another edition of the homeschool educational supplement that we know as interesting stuff. And today we're going to dive into the science of soccer. And yes, I used the American term. Of course, the English call it football, but um, science has an S and soccer has an S and alliteration is nice. Anyway, you must have realized that sport is a large part of modern life and modern culture. And probably the most commonly played sport in the world is football. You know, I had an old Irish friend and he used to tell me that it was so common because it was so simple. All you needed was one ball, any size would do, throw a couple of shirts or t-shirts or jackets on the ground and you had the goals and off you'd go and play. And in pretty much every park everywhere around the world, you can see kids kicking a ball around. In fact, you don't even need a park to do it. So how about you? Have you played? Do you play? What was your position? You know, I was a goalkeeper when I was younger. And, you know, I wasn't too bad, if I say so myself. But you can't do everything forever, and there's lots of different sports to try. So eventually, I moved on to other things. Of course, since the first leagues and competitions appeared just over a 100 years ago, the game has come a long way. And what was once just a hobby or a pastime, has become a professional activity. Which means you can make quite a lot of money from it. But this also means that science and technology has got involved to improve the quality of the game for those who play and for those who spectate. So let's check out a few of the modern technological advances. And you might already be aware of some things like goal line technology and replays and uh, the microphones connecting the referee to the linesman. But here's a few things that maybe you weren't aware of. For example, did you know that Nike have created gloves for goalkeepers made from a foam mesh that fits so snugly there's no need for straps? The idea is that keepers feel like they aren't wearing gloves at all. And not only do they feel natural, but the gloves also improve grip in wet weather and absorb some of the energy of an incoming fast football. And football boots have also changed. Did you know the studs on the sole of modern football boots were inspired by the feet of fast-running animals such as cheetahs, which run and turn at high speed without slipping. And so good boot design is important because this can influence everything from how fast a player can sprint to the speed and accuracy of their kicks. And more than that, scientists studying football have found that playing bare feet leads to faster kicking speeds. But of course, this would be too dangerous for players. So the challenge has been in making football boots that make players feel like they're playing without shoes at all. And the latest boots wrap a player's feet in a fabric that fits just like a sock. No gaps mean that the foot doesn't slide around inside the boot. 
and computer software ensures that the sole lines up exactly with all of the bones in the feet. And that sounds so much better from when I used to play as a kid when the boots were really hard and you, you tied the laces over the top. And sometimes, depending upon where you tied the laces, depending upon where the ball hit the boot, you know, the ball could go anywhere and often did. And you can imagine all the professionals with their great investments in football don't really want the ball to go anywhere. They want to have the same response each time they kick the ball. So um, yay for technology. Now most professional players don't wear any headgear. However, there is some available. Basically, most headers are considered safe, but repeated impacts on the brain may eventually result in concussion. So players are allowed to wear protective headgear that's soft on the outside and doesn't affect the direction in which the ball bounces off the head. There is even special high-tech gear made using a special foam called D30, which is a kind of orange goo that's soft and flexible, but becomes hard and stiff the moment that it's hit. It's a strange property that scientists call sheer force thickening. And I'm pretty sure that I remember some kind of slime that does the same thing that I made in the kitchen once. Hmm. Anyway, it's probably better to wear the high-tech headgear than the slime, that's for sure. And finally, there are also smart footballs now, which contain tiny microchips that use radio waves to share data with nearby smartphones. And the data can be processed to study where the ball is exactly on the pitch and whether or not it actually crossed the line. But it's not just technical wizardry that has changed in the sport recently. Now, scientists are even studying football to learn more about the human body and how it works. This is because knowledge of how and why we do what we do can help teams prepare and win games. It is even common now for exercise psychologists from universities to also work as consultants for Premier League football teams. And this is because we need science to understand which muscle groups we should use and what type of energy the body is using when the players play. Science can help us understand how to train better at the skills involved in the game. And also, injuries are a huge problem in football. And science can also help us understand how these happen and how we can prevent them. Within the game itself, football includes a lot of sprints and changes of direction, and these make the body work in slightly different ways to just running at the same speed. So scientists can do projects to measure what this means for muscles and other systems in the body. And it can also help us to design the right kinds of training programs, because regular training is probably the best way to improve, both from a technical and fitness perspective. But science tells us that we don't need only to practice hard, but also to work smart. One example of this is understanding that we need to remember that footballers need not only to train, but that they also need rest 
and a good diet. And so being healthy is one of the key elements to helping improve anybody's performance. And success in football is not just a result of individual performance, but it's also a result of teamwork and mindset and having the right approach. In fact, it's not only humans who engage in teamwork, but teamwork is also found quite a lot in the animal kingdom as well. Perhaps you've seen geese flying in the V-shaped formation high above your head. Or maybe you've seen videos of how ants work instinctively together to build nests and carry huge items. Or maybe you've seen one of those nature documentaries where wolves or tigers or lions cooperate and hunt in packs. Whatever your experience, I'm sure you know that when you become a part of a team, things change. And as a team, when you work together, you can achieve so much more than if you're just alone. However, as a team member, you tend to sacrifice a little bit of individual freedom when you take on a specific role. But that's just a necessary part of making everything work. But you know, for me, one of the great things about football and other sports is that they bring people together outside and you can get into the fresh air and just have a little fun. And it's a kind of fun that's really healthy because taking lots of exercise will probably strengthen your muscles and your heart and your lungs. And as your oxygen pumps around the body, you're probably going to feel good as well. So if you're out there taking exercise, also remember, take a break when you need to, drink plenty of water. You probably also need to warm up a little bit before you can go full speed around the park. So don't forget to gently stretch your muscles a bit, just as I did today before I went for a jog. And a final thought, you know, I hear a lot of people say that uh, it's not the winning, it's the taking part that counts. And there's some truth in that. But on the other side of the coin, you also have to realize that if you don't think like a winner, you're never going to win. So you need to set yourself some realistic targets and believe that you can win with a real focus on what you're doing. And maybe, maybe then you have a chance of getting the result that you want. And so that's it for today. Today's focus was on soccer and a little bit more than that about how we can work together and train together to be better as individuals and as part of society. Maybe it's encouraged you to think about sport. Maybe it's encouraged you to go out and become part of a team or join a local club, which is probably a good idea because life is really a team sport. And so as usual, I will post some comprehension questions under the video for you to check your understanding of what we looked at today. And if you like a different topic, then you can drop me a line, let me know. Otherwise, you're just going to get whatever I decide to bring to you. Well, that's that. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, I hope you have a fantastic day and I'll speak to you again soon. Take care.